Welcome back to another Expand podcast with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, we're talking all about patterns and how important it is to understand pattern recognition, to understand pattern interrupt, and to ultimately understand how patterns play a huge role in our consciousness and our day-to-day lives. Recently, I've really been talking a lot about meaning. What is meaning? And what is perception in relation to the meaning that we derive? Even the word meaning in and of itself only means anything because we have attached a definition to it. We only know and we only perceive what we know through what we have experienced and seen before. A great example of this is just the other night, Me and my wife got into a really great conversation, as we usually do, in the middle of a TV show that we were watching. And so I paused the TV show, and on the screen is just a jumble of different colors and, you know, patterns and organization of pixels. But because it was a very dark scene, I just couldn't figure out what I was looking at. And for a brief moment, I got scared. It was the weirdest thing. I was looking at the television screen, trying to figure out what the hell I was looking at, and I just simply could not denote a pattern to it. I could not recognize what it was. And now, it doesn't really matter what it was. I mean, eventually, when when I pressed play again, I was so curious to see what that scene was, and it was just a zoomed-in portion of some guy's hat and partial face and, you know, but it was so zoomed in and so dark, it was some sort of documentary, that I couldn't figure it out. And it was so interesting to observe the fear that was connected to the not knowing of what that thing was, what that scene was. And I think really that's where all of our fear comes from. It's that fear of the unknown. It's the fear of not knowing or not being able to perceive. And if we don't know how to perceive, then how do we be a, an outstanding member of this human society? And that's really scary for a lot of starseeds and old souls. Okay, so if I can't fit in, then how am I supposed to get a job? If I can't be quote-unquote normal, then how am I supposed to find a partner and settle down and, and, you know, have kids and do the marriage thing? There's this fear of not knowing because ultimately there's this fear of not being able to connect and fit in and once again, quote-unquote, play the game, right? And I believe that it is a superpower to be able to travel to other dimensions, download different pieces of information. But also, I believe it's a superpower to come back here and be a human and have friends and eat popcorn in a movie theater when that was a thing, you know? So we need to be on both ends of this spectrum. So let's, just for a moment, let's just deep dive on pattern recognition This has been such a prominent concept in my own experiential life that I I have to bring this up. We have to talk about this. So I believe from my own deep diving and experience that there is a pattern recognition scale. 
On one end of the scale, we are removed from this physical reality and we see everything very logically, very A-type, very point blank. The tree in front of you is just that. It's a tree. It has bark and branches and leaves and sometimes it sways in the wind, but no matter what time of day it is or lighting it has or wind that's blowing, it still is always just a tree, right? Now, for those of you who take a look at objects and plants and animals and and mountain ranges and things like that and just see what you're seeing, it means that you're actually removed from the patterning of nature and reality in life itself. Now, if you do tend to be on this end of the spectrum, and and keep in mind, there is no right or wrong on this spectrum, but I just want to point some things out to you. If you see things for point blank the way that they are, then you're most likely more of a logical, analytical, A-type, divine masculine, probably a little bit stubborn, (laughs) control freak, perfectionist, and... All of that energy, whether you perceive it as good or bad, is is definitely where I'm at. I would consider myself more on this spectrum of patterns. Now, what happened to me just the other day really blew my mind. I was, I don't even know what I was doing before this, uh, but it was a great day. A day where I had the time to go rollerblading and do some art and do some stretching and meditation and you know, be with my garden and and just a day to really be in that heightened vibrational state. And then midway through the day, I ended up taking a shower. And in our bathroom, it's a very small bathroom that we share, but in the bathroom, in the shower, there is a marble, okay, kind of like a, it's definitely very outdated. It's like a yellowy patterned type of marble, right? And I was in the shower and for the first time ever, for the first time in three years, I was taking a look at this marble and I was seeing all sorts of faces and animals and just really bizarre things embedded within the marble. And I'm laughing out loud like a freaking crazy person in the shower at how prominent these patterns were on the wall. And of course, this took me back to university days where, you know, I would take some mushrooms, magic mushrooms with my friends and literally be amazed at the leaves on the trees and the patterns that they were creating and seeing animals and stone and and wood grain moving. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? But it was stimulated by psilocybin, right? Of course. Now, to be able to tap into that completely sober, just on a natural high vibration, is definitely something that I don't experience often. But you know what that actually really reminded me of? It reminded me of, believe it or not, my stepmom. She's amazing. And, you know, she's been in my life for quite some time, since we were young kids. And she sees patterns in everything. Every time we do a hike or, you know, some sort of like outdoors camping adventure, she's always seeing like a turtle or a lion or, you know, a Native American face in the rocks. And 
It takes me a lot longer to see what she sees, but then I see it. But it doesn't come naturally to me. And she sees patterns in everything. So my shower moment, my experience in the shower just the other day, it really brought up this understanding of pattern recognition. And so the other end of the spectrum is seeing patterns in everything, seeing fairies and animals and, you know, just the magic of life behind the scenes. Like I said, there's no better or worse. It just is what it is. Think about what side of the spectrum you exist on, or maybe you're right in the middle. Maybe sometimes you see them and sometimes what you're looking at is just that. It's just what you're looking at. I believe that to really understand this reality, we need to play with both sides of the spectrum. It's important to remove yourself from the moment rather than getting enmeshed in the meaning and the magic and the visuals and the patternings of everything. And to also be with those patterns. Seeing and experiencing patterns could be a really good thing and it could be a really negative thing. And I want to talk about that. When we typically get reactionary or defensive, it's usually because some sort of pattern, or we could call it programming, has been interrupted, right? You know, say for example, you're going about your day and you're starting to make a coffee for yourself and before finishing the coffee, you know, your partner, husband or child or whatever finishes the coffee for you and brings it over to your desk. But on the way to bringing the coffee over to your desk, they trip over something, piece of Lego, I don't know, and they break your favorite mug. That right there could potentially be a cause for a trigger because maybe you had the attachment or realistic expectation that you were going to enjoy your coffee that morning in your favorite mug or what have you, okay? That is a, an example of a pattern interrupt and it is through these pattern interrupts that will shock you into reaction and then you have a choice, Once you've been shocked into reaction, you have the choice to either change the reactional frequency and understand that you're only reacting based on your own expectations and attachments, or you feed into the reaction and that reaction ruins your entire day. So a lot of us, a lot of us more open-minded individuals, spiritual, whatever you want to call us, right? But mostly we're just open-minded. Like for me, for example, I am so in a place of anything is possible. I have been shocked so many times in my life, even with all the knowledge and all the different interdimensional beings that I've interacted with, I still get shocked. I still get surprised on a daily basis. And that's a good thing. The more we're willing to be surprised, the more we're in this realm of questioning The more we're just kind of open to curiosity and new experiences, the easier it is to actually appreciate the pattern interrupts, to actually go with the flow of the change that you're presented with. Yeah, there still may be a reaction there, but at least it's a reaction and you can be aware of that reaction. 
oh, interesting, I wonder why I'm so triggered in this moment. Is it because I was attaching myself to something else that is not aligned to what I'm hearing or seeing right now, right? There's a lot of different ways to go about viewing, thinking, and feeling and perceiving moment to moment. So the more that you're willing to change and the more that you're willing to take what you're experiencing and move with it and through it, rather than just being stuck in it in the moment, the more and more you can flip those pattern interrupts around to be a very positive thing. No longer are those pattern interrupts, you know, judgments or personal attacks on your character. They're just in your life to help you create that change. And that's everything. As long as you're willing to change, you're willing to move from a lower vibrational frequency into a higher vibrational frequency. Now, I will mention that the past couple of weeks has been really intense, just really dense energy, just some stuff coming up for everyone. Even the highest vibrational people I know have been kind of stuck in the mud, myself included. And what I've noticed is sometimes you just wake up in a mood. Sometimes it has nothing to do with a pattern interrupt. And that's okay. When we do experience a pattern interrupt and we do experience a trigger from different information being presented to us, that is only a cause for issue if you're unsure of what's right and what's wrong. Say, for example, right, I've definitely, you know, had some haters in the past couple of months. I think it's calmed down now. But when someone comes to me and says, you're the worst teacher ever, you're stealing people's money or full of ego or what have you, what they're presenting to me does not match my pattern of believing that, no, I'm not, well, at least I'm trying not to teach through ego or with ego. I'm trying not to take people's money, whatever the thing is, right? But that can trigger me because that's someone else's perception, And I only get deeply triggered if I'm unwilling to accept that other people have different perceptions and that that's okay too. So not only is it just pattern interrupt and then you have to change to align to what that pattern is, it's really about taking everything with a grain of salt and understanding that from moment to moment, the things that interrupt our programming and patterning is really just here to show us the other side of the coin, the other side of this binary world. I want to mention that another version of pattern interrupt is not just something that's shocking or different or doesn't align with what we already know, or maybe it's a pattern that you've never recognized before, energetic, emotional, like I said, visual on television. And a lot of the times that's actually why we're scared of being face to face and seeing aliens and different beings from other dimensions, because we have no idea what to expect. We have no idea what they should or should not or could even look like. So there's a fear there within that unrecognizable pattern. But I want to bring a new kind of skew to this. And this podcast episode is really just to bring your awareness into your own patterning 
within your day-to-day life. And the other kind of pattern interrupt that I've recognized, and, and I've recognized this for quite some time, and I'm sure you have too, it's like a consciousness kick in, right? So maybe you're just kind of going about your day and, and quote unquote, you're in it, you're in your day, you're in your body, you're in the moment, and you're just kind of distracted. You're on autopilot programming in that moment. And all of a sudden, halfway through the day, your consciousness kicks in and it says, oh, hey, wow, look at that beautiful flower or, oh, hey, wow, do you really want to be doing that right now? Or, oh, oh, hey, wow, cool. Look at your hands. Isn't that cool that you can move your fingers just at will? That's awesome, right? So another version of the pattern interrupt is actually your consciousness kicking in, bringing your awareness to a moment. And like I mentioned, maybe that moment is like a favorite song that pulls you back or a beautiful flower that you walk by. Those are considered pattern interrupts in a very positive way with your consciousness and your awareness. Our thought patterns, let's just talk about the thought patterns for a second, not just the programming and the patterns of our day-to-day life and what we do at certain times during the day. But we also have patterning within our own thoughts as well. And just the other night, I wrote this down in my phone, that when I was thinking about my own thought patterns, I was visualizing someone cross-country skiing. I don't know where you're from in the world and if you've ever even seen snow, but I grew up in in Canada in four seasons and I loved cross-country skiing and I can't wait to do that again. But if you think about cross-country skiing, the easiest way to do it is going down through someone else's already skied through tracks. If you've been cross-country skiing, you know exactly what I mean. But you could also think about creating a pathway in the snow. If you were, say, walking through snow, for example... And so the easiest way is not to create your own path, but just to walk behind someone else who is leading the way and creating a path for themselves. And then you can walk in that path too. So when you think about skiing and cross-country skiing and getting into the ski tracks, that's kind of like a thought pattern. The more and the more and the more you think about the same thing, doing the same thing at the same time, the more you actually ingrain yourself into the tracks that were already made by your first thought pattern. So this can be a positive thing because it brings you back to this kind of a false sense of of safety in a way. And that's why you see women especially, unfortunately, going back to abusive relationships. And we, as an outside observer, you know, think to ourselves, why would she ever do that? That's ridiculous. But if you've ever been in it before, it is so hard to get out of it. It's all you know. And you've done it for three months, three years, 30 years, or what have you. That thought pattern, that track in the snow is so deeply tracked in there. It's so deeply embedded that you just end up getting stuck, that it is way more difficult to create your own snow tracks with your skis than it is to just fall into the same patterning. So it's important to disrupt. 
that patterning. I hate to hate to say it, but I, I'm going to. The less we change in our reality, the more triggered and reactionary you become. Because the more and more you're in your own path, you're in your own patterning, you're in your comfort zone, and it is so easy for anyone, whether it be a family member or a YouTuber or a stranger, to come into your life and to completely throw you off your track. Once again, you have a choice to make. Do you react in that moment and quickly go safely back to your tracks? Or do you question that moment and say, why did this happen? What is it here to teach me? What is it here to show me? And what can I take from that to just be a more well-rounded individual? There's no such thing as a better or worse individual. For me, it's difficult. I can't say that I necessarily have a moral code because I can't really perceive or tell you what is right or wrong for you. I only know what is right and wrong for me, right? So it's really important that we understand if you get triggered a lot, then you're probably stuck in your own patterning. And is that patterning helping you or not? Is it benefiting your day-to-day life? Is it improving your vibrational frequency? Now, likewise, the more pattern interrupts we have... And on top of that, the more willing we are to change within those pattern interrupts, the higher and higher a vibration we can attain. And that's really what it's all about. It's are you in a place where you can observe this reality, where you can dabble in duality, but you're not stuck in any one place? Are you there? Are you fully free, right? And if not, it's important to look at those patterns. For me personally, my number one goal is, is that freedom. And anytime I lock myself into anything, any sort of emotion or attachment or expectation, my universe, my reality comes back around really quickly to show me that attachment. Because my ultimate intention for life and and this incarnation in general is that freedom. So if you're always putting out, say, the intention of abundance and you fall back into a lack pattern or program, your universe is going to turn around really quickly and take away whatever that thing is to show you that you're stuck in a pattern of lack, for example. So recognize the pattern interrupts in your own life. Recognize your response to the pattern interrupts in your own life recognize how and when and even how often you see the patterns in your own life and the pattern interrupts in your own life. If you're sitting there thinking, wow, this is a really cool concept. I'm going to try this in my own reality. Please do. And if you really truly want to change, if you really truly want to step into infinite amounts of possibilities, then what I recommend, and this is what I've been kind of toying with for for years now, I recommend that you create your own pattern interrupts. So do something, switch it up in your day-to-day life. Do something that you wouldn't have naturally or already done. 
So for me, many years ago, I started, I was obsessed with pattern interrupts. I never called it pattern interrupts. I just actually figured that term out just the other day, which is a really badass term, by the way. But I used to do this and I called it back then, it's really the same thing, timeline hopping, timeline jumping. In this most probable timeline that I'm in right now, you know, speaking to this podcast right now in this moment, I wouldn't have, say, jumped up and done 10 jumping jacks. That is, you know, one in a hundred thousand chance of the hundred thousand different timelines that I'm going to get up. Definitely not getting up off this comfy chair to start doing a bunch of jumping jacks. But these are the things that I used to do years ago just to kind of mess with my timeline, just to mess with destiny. Honestly, back then I thought I was spiting some sort of God or source or man in the sky or even my guides thinking that, you know, I don't want to live a life that is fully locked in and every moment is aligned with this thing we call destiny. I want to I want to take control of my own life. I want to be in charge of my own freedom and destiny. You know, I was a little bit of a rebel back then. And then, of course, I realized, oh, I created my own destiny. Okay, cool. So if I created my own destiny, then maybe I created this pattern interrupt that I'm walking through right now in this moment. And it really kind of gets twisted and, and the paradox continues. But create your own pattern interrupts. So one of the things that I've done recently was, well, maybe maybe like two or three years ago now, <laughs> when I first moved in with my wife here in California, I got very triggered, <laughs> call it OCD tendencies, but I got really triggered by the bathroom mat, the rug in the bathroom, It always gets twisted around. She just, she's like a little hurricane. She goes in there. I don't even know what she does in there, but she just spins it all around. It drove me crazy. Every time I was in there, I'd have a little reaction. It would interrupt my pattern of perfection, even though I'm the farthest thing away from actual OCD perfection, you know? And so I would realign the bathroom mat with a reaction in my mind. And eventually I said, screw this, screw the energy that I'm wasting in my own mind getting upset about this and screw the energy and time I'm wasting to rearrange the mat every single time. So I said, how can I overcome this damn reactionary pattern over this silly little thing that doesn't matter? So I ended up going in there, seeing that the mat was all, you know, messed up and twirled around and folded and whatever, and I would make it worse. I would literally spin it around maybe twice, maybe fold it in half, just really fuck it up, you know? And you know what? It worked. All of a sudden, I didn't have a reaction to that pattern. I didn't have an expectation to the way that it should be in that moment. So I challenge you. I challenge you to switch it up. I challenge you to do one thing that is not expected of you, one thing that you would not normally do in your day-to-day life, and I want you to do it, you know, whatever that thing is. Before, when I first started really messing with my timelines, I would take a pen and I would chuck it across the room, like, once again, like a crazy person, and I owned it. You know, I just do things like uh, I'd be walking down the street and I would give the 
low-hanging branch a high-five. I would start high-fiving trees, thinking that it wasn't something that I would have done in my other vibration timeline or within my destiny probabilities. So switch up your own timelines, switch up your own patterns, be your own pattern interrupt. So the next time someone else steps in and interrupts your flow and your pattern, it's not that big of a deal. And you can overcome that easily, seamlessly. Doing this more and more often also trains you to be willing to switch into a different timeline, to change your destiny and path, to transition your vibration into a new frequency. The more and more you're willing to change, the easier that change becomes. And the more fluid and go with the flow you become. And that's a pretty powerful state of being. Just allowing whatever it is that needs to happen to happen. That right there is ultimate freedom. And each and every one of us deserves that ultimate freedom. So I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for interrupting your own patterning, maybe potentially your own beliefs, to just keep an open mind with this podcast and this content. We are definitely in very exciting times because I don't think anyone really predicted what has gone on in this past year. And uh, and that's a, a really powerful place to be in as long as you perceive it as such. Thank you all so, so much for being here. As always, be sure to check me out on Instagram, just elizabeth.april, on YouTube, Elizabeth April. And if you really enjoy this podcast and you feel like it's really given you something to ponder and think about and, and open your vibration and mind a little bit, be sure to give this podcast a review. Have an amazing rest of your day. Have an incredible week. And just remember, you're here for a reason. You're stuck in your own patterns for a reason as well. And each and every one of those safety and defense mechanisms are just here to teach you about how to be human and how to navigate the density of the third dimension. Until next time, I will see you all in the fifth dimension. Bye for now.